Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Welcome to the short series of conversations on emerging clean and clear through very valuable and oftentimes vulnerable seasons of transition. And one of the major things that we face in that process are relationships. And some of those relationships will end, some will mature, some will shift, and some are sent to seduce. Times of transition, my friends, are very, very key, but we wanna come through them clean and clear. So join me on this series of conversations And I pray that it is going to be of invaluable help to you as you continue to move forward with God. Love you all. All right, here we are, Clean and Clear 4.0, relationships that are sent to seduce. When you are in deep transitions, my friends, when we are in transition, so many things we allowed to lay dormant, things we set aside, things we didn't have the maturity to face, Right. What can happen is then when, let's say, the new doors begin to open, maybe you've had prophetic words, God has spoken things to you, and you thought, man, I can see it, I can hear it. People are telling me this is what's going to happen, and therefore you think you are ready. I've said this so many times, but it bears repeating. My friends, just because you can see it doesn't mean you are ready for it, but you are in preparation as God gets you, the person, tended to, nurtured, cared for at the place where you're at. And trust me, the nurturing that you give a two-year-old is different than you give a 20-year-old. Nurturing comes in different forms. God nurtures you as you grow and as you mature. He nurtures you with truth, with his presence, with facing realities that maybe are painful, things that maybe you've put off, things you have been avoiding, right? Well, guess what? Those things that we consistently refuse to address things that we do um, not um, go at head on, we avoid, can become areas of great attack in our life. Because I opened up my book, From Trauma to Trust, uh, with this statement that I learned years ago that said, seducers are more dangerous than persecutors. Persecutors, they come in right at you. Seducers are winding their way around finding that tender underbelly that hasn't been dealt with, things that you may not even realize are there and that are hanging out, that belt that is hanging loose and can get caught up in the machine of ministry. So many things that can happen. And so when we are in seasons of transition and the new that we're headed into that maybe we've longed for for so long can be so intoxicating Listen to me carefully. I said this in my book also, is that your distraction can look just like your destiny. You know, it's got to have a little bit of candy on top of the rat poison, my friends, or you would never take it. So the, the enticement that this is your moment, the, the agitation of authority that's trying to tell you, no, wait, you need to you know, grow, you need to, you know, watch. These people don't seem quite savory. You know, they don't seem to be quite, and you're like, what do you know, right? I mean, look at you. Have you looked at yourself lately, right? 
Now, again, depending on the depth of people pleaser that you are, you might not say those things outwardly, but you're definitely uh, entertaining those kinds of things going on internally. All right. And so here you are. You are in a season of letting go of what has been and reaching out for what is coming. And oh my, this is a major vulnerable time during transition. Because when you've held on to a dream for a long time, okay, that might be the dream of God. Now, if it's just the dream that you dreamed on the bed of your abuse when you were a kid, and this is the dream that you birthed, it's a dream that you have had about how you wanted to live and the way you thought life should look, my friends, God's not obligated for um, those dreams because they're usually fueled by self. They may have some element in them of the greatness that God has put within you because of his goodness, because of what he has written down, right? But they begin to get twisted and crooked as time goes on, right? Because um, those dreams are tagged with things like when I am in charge or when I am the authority or when I get out of here or when I am free from this, when I have my own family, my own home, this, that, and the other, I will, you know, there it goes. It's intense, my friends, because when you've held on to that dream for a long time, okay, those things that are, the, that are not the dream of God are going to have to pass so that that which God has actually written over you, what he's actually bringing you into, can really come to pass. But if it's a dream that you've held on to for a long time, and yet you have remained arrested in your development because all you did was work, and you thought, if I please the authorities, right, you thought, if I do what they want me to do, if I make their dream come true, they'll make my dream come true, all these kind of things, that keeps you in arrested development. So therefore, you can come through, you can be deceived, seduced, or simply chase after things that are full of selfish ambition. And this, my friends, can make you easy prey. For every slithering, seducing person in the body of Christ. Let me just say this point blank. I'm not talking about the world. Oh, sure, you can expect that those things are out in the world. But my friends, you need to be alerted, red alert, red alert. Unfortunately, they are in the body of Christ. All right, you need to, you just need to catch this. And when God himself begins to sift things and separate things, then things are going to start to get really clear. They can get really raw. And you have to stay with him because one event doesn't make it. One disillusioning reality check is not the whole thing. So don't make any decisions in the moment right? Of just when you when you realize, wait a minute, I think they just lied to me. I think they just tried to manipulate me. I think they just tried to gaslight me. I think they just tried to blackball me. I think they're saying one thing to my face and another behind the scenes and this and that. Okay. I need you to really stay with me in this conversation. Okay. My friends, God's going to take care of you during that time because there are things he's addressing in you and there are things he's letting you see, right, that have, that have been there, right? 
You're coming out of your goo-goo phase. You're coming out of your, I get to be next to these people. Oh, wow. You know, you're coming out of all of that, that you thought maybe you were chosen because you were their favorite. No, you're God's favorite. And, and God has determined certain things about your life, right? Your destiny isn't in the hands of authority that thinks you're their favorite, where you're getting special favor uh, because you're so helpful. No, 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 no. That, my friends, listen to me carefully. The favor that God gives you sometimes cannot, cannot even be explained. It's favor that He has given you for His purposes. Okay? Now check it out. You can become easy prey when needs start to go unmet. Because sometimes in our spiritual development early on, we were loved and nurtured. But as we became workers, right, then what happened is that, that our... Um, our contributions to the organization, right, began to be noticed. And so we became a worker uh, and we loved that. If we had people pleasing flesh, we loved it. We participated in it. We were all about it. We gave them everything. We, you know, all of these things, but needs can go unmet because now what happens is in the child development is that the adult starts to put un. Uh, do uh, demands upon the child and therefore the child's needs go unmet so that the adult needs can be met and so what can happen is we say well that's okay that's okay I don't matter it's the work that matters okay okay listen to me carefully my friends you matter every step along the way the father has nurture and love for you but oftentimes in human structures and in human systems what begins to happen is we go into the work, now watch this, and we don't yet know how to go to the Father directly because maybe our discipleship was, was uh, stunted, our growth was stunted, and we didn't know how to transition or we didn't choose to. Let's just, because what I don't want to have happen, I do not want to foster blame. I'm talking about truth and just seeing things as they are. But I do not want to foster blaming other people because that's going to take you right into bitterness and resentments and things like that. You can ascribe responsibility to everybody for what their part is, but you've also got to then take responsibility for yours. Is that for whatever reason, this isn't about blame or fault, this is just the facts, is that as we're growing, if we become workers predominantly, then what happens is we start setting aside our own needs. We don't take them to the Father. I'm not talking about that people didn't meet your needs. Because the more you grow spiritually, the more you begin to shift from taking your needs to those around you, to the Father who is in you, right? But if those needs continue to go unmet for whatever reason, and you're longing for someone to value you and to care for you and and all of that, to find what you have to say is important and interesting, right? And here, here starts to happen. The things begin to, to, to well up within us. And they may start to mirror things that we lived through in our early life. And we're thinking, what in the world is going on? Well, hell would like for you to stay so enmeshed because you can't give up working because that's where your needs get met. You do understand that the world will continue to revolve. 
The issue isn't that an organization is going to collapse without you, right? There's only one person who determined he could not do without you, and that's God. And he came for you, and he made a way for you to be one with him. Trust me, churches, organizations, corporations, people will go on. It's amazing. They will. (laughs) They can go on, right? But if we are using those things to meet our need and we can't unhook because really and truly it's not that they can't go on without us it's that we're not sure if we can make it without that title that position that significance that attention right but trust me when you begin to to shift into the father and you begin to walk with him more trust me You will mature and be able to rightly connect with churches, organizations, people, relationships, all of that, that he has placed you in life for. But in this deep time of of transition, the opportunity to be seduced, right, because those needs are unmet. And so when you are in the midst of that and you have become very enmeshed in these things, it's very hard to catch your breath sometimes because things are moving so quickly there's so much going on and there's so much that you're, you may feel torn in many different directions, whether it's the direction of the flattery or the rejection, because I, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but sometimes um, there could be nine, you know, 100 people in a room, 99 of them love you, and that one that keeps rejecting you is the one that keeps getting your, your attention, and you keep trying to win that person over, and you have to ask yourself, why? Why? <laughs> Why, not why do they reject me? Why do I keep trying to win them over, right? So let's look at some things and get really clear about this. Number one, are there red flags that you need to pay attention to? Are there things that just have, that that got your attention? Something said in a conversation, something that happened, right? Is there, are there red flags, how do you recognize those red flags? I tell people sometimes the reason you know it's a red flag is there's just something that goes off inside of you. You're like, wow, that was bold. Wow, did they do what I just think they did? Did I just say what I, what was going on there, right? Why does that keep popping up for me? Now, sometimes that can be because God is trying to show you a pattern. He's about to slowly, slowly bring you out of your dysfunctional anesthesia dysfunctional anesthesia. It means I've been asleep to certain inappropriate things or abusive things or immoral things or just off kilter things, right? But I've always kind of just put those things aside throughout my life because, you know, always giving people the benefit of the doubt, whatever it may be, right? But God is starting to awaken you slowly but surely, because there are just some things that just get your attention. And yet, initially they get your attention, but then you overlook them. They make you question your own sanity. If you bring them up, you're told you're crazy. No, I didn't mean that. You know, But it goes on and on. So the number one thing is, are you paying attention to the red flags that keep coming up? Or do you keep setting them aside? Because if you paid attention to those red flags, you're afraid you'd have to stop interacting with those people, leave that organization, address something, and you're highly uncomfortable with confrontations, things like that. All right, so this is just a very simple 
way of beginning to address some of this and to begin to recognize what's going on in you. Because my friends, listen to me carefully. Here, here's a note to, to pay attention to. Yeah, everybody's got issue. Everybody's got flesh. Everybody. But the first person that God is looking to mature, to nurture, to address, to shift, right, to move forward is you. Okay, he wants to tend to you. And then if there are other things to be tended to, you'll have the wherewithal, you'll have the protection of God, the security of God, the love of God, the resources of God to be able to address them. Okay, so first, are there red flags? Number two, have you been excusing yourself? Therefore, you begin to excuse others right? You're not addressing things within you. You're self-indulging. You are allowing yourself to do things that you know that the Father has not uh, given you permission to do. And therefore, you excuse yourself, so you excuse others when you see things that they are doing. Because let me tell you, seducers are going to be checking you out. Seducers are going to float weather balloons in conversations to see how you respond. They're going to see where, where you're, how much danger are you willing to step into? How many things are you willing to discount? How many things are you setting aside, right? Because of bitternesses you may have about the true authorities in your life. Because they're coming in to be a false authority in your life, trust me. So they're checking things out. How bitter are you with your spouse, right? Now, maybe you have good reason. Maybe there are issues with your spouse. Maybe you are staying in relationships you shouldn't be in. Maybe you are continuing to put up with abuse that you certainly should not. But you are uh, bitter. Uh, things are go- Needs are going unmet. And let me assure you, uh, seducers know how to pick up on those things. Right? You just think, oh, someone finally understands me. From the seducer's point of view, they're like, ah, open door. Open door. Okay. All right. So number three, how are you dealing with those red flags, right? Are you uh, addressing them head on? Are you saying, excuse me, I'm not going to be talking about my spouse uh, at lunch with you and telling you things about my spouse. I haven't even said to my spouse, uh, this conversation won't be continuing on, right? Because no matter how wrong your spouse may be, my friends, it's also wrong right, to be uh, bad-mouthing them to people you've just met. Because most seducers are kind of new people in a way that are coming into your life, and you're going to see them as, oh, maybe this is God's provision to me, right? Okay, so uh, number one, are there red flags? Number two, have you been excusing yourself? Number three, how are you dealing with the red flags? Um, Are you stopping conversations? Are you putting up the proper boundaries, right? Uh, Number four, let me tell you, this leads into so much difficulty, so many open doors for seducers, is are you impressed by certain kinds of people and places? Uh, Because let me tell you, whoever you're intimidated by, well, let me say it this way, whoever you're impressed with, you have the opportunity to be intimidated by. Because you think, ooh, they've got something I don't have. 
that's where I'd want to be. Oh, I'd love to be moving and shaking with those kind of people in those kind of places and going to those kind of locations and being in those kinds of events. And, and you're very impressed by those things. Maybe that's you've been dreaming about those all your life. I should be able to move with those kind of people, right? And so when you are impressed by certain things, then you can be intimidated by those same things. And so when they begin to put the move on you, you're too intimidated because they must be right. They're those kind of people, right? So pay attention to these things. But I want you to know this. Hmm? The word written over your life, my friends, doesn't hinge, okay? What God has written over your life doesn't hinge on one person, one job, one title, one position. The word that God has written over your life, my friends, takes a lifetime to, to get you ready for. The real penultimate place where you're headed with the Father is a lifetime of developing and maturing, coming through many, many things. It's like I tell people, when you have lived through many jobs, you know, I was a public school teacher for many years, and then I was a uh, pastor for 20 years and now this let me tell you when I look back I can see that so many skill sets so many things that I lived through um, and endured all of that so many things I see now they were working certain developments in me throughout all those years for what I'm currently doing and who's to say Maybe this isn't the last assignment. Maybe Nancy McCready Ministries and Discipling Nations, maybe that's not my last assignment. Maybe there are other things, and all of this is getting me ready for all that is ahead. So don't think that anyone other than the Father holds your life in His hands. Hmm? Now, I understand that certain decisions and moments in time, all of that, you know, we, we don't want to miss opportunities that God's bringing. But listen to me carefully. Ultimately, my friends, it's not that God is bringing you into certain opportunities. That's not your life. God's your life. And together with him, the two of you are going to um, uh, move into the things that he wants to do that he's planned for the two of you to do together. He's the point, my friends. The greatest thing that's going to work uh, on your behalf to keep you clean and clear as you move through many seasons of transition is that you understand he is your life. You were made for him. He has everything you need. He is everything you need. And that is why I will consistently say, lean into him. Stay with him. Not so you can get your stuff. My friends, he is your stuff, right? We're immature as long as we think God is just our means for getting what we really want and what we really deserve and what we really should have. My friends, until the day all that snaps, crackles, and pops and breaks and finally shatters and you see him and you realize, God, I have been a whore. God, I have gone after other things other than you. God, have mercy upon me. Now we're about ready to truly mature. And we realize 
God's just not my means of getting what I want and what I should have. God, my Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, I was made for them. And I think I'm going to let them take care of me and tend to me in the secret place. And then, by their means and by all their provision to me as I take my seat at their table, they're going to feed me food that's going to keep me clean and clear if I will continue to personally respond to them, they will take care of me. Oh, my friends, I pray that I have not been too shallow or too quick to address these things. But I do want us to be opened up to this as we continue to move with Him. So, as you are listening to this final episode of Clean and Clear, I am on my way into Europe for the whole month of June. And I pray that I will continue to share things in our summer reading series, summer shorts, uh, where I will uh, try to do very short episodes throughout this season as I'm traveling and on holiday, and I know you're traveling and on holiday, but we must remember that on God's calendar, see those things I just mentioned, those are on man's calendar. It's summer. But on God's calendar, my friends, we're just continuing on in what he's doing. So don't take off during the summer, right? I understand there may be a little bit of a different ebb and flow, but be on alert. Be on alert, my friends. God's calendar is the one that counts. And we just simply continue on with him. So there you have it. Looking forward to our next episodes of our summer readings here on Tent Talk Podcast, the podcast of Nancy McCready Ministries. Love you all. We will talk soon. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccready.com or follow her on social media at nbmccready.com.